Okay. Are we, we think we're uh, ready to go. This is Podflix, episode 147. I'm Nish. I'm Paul. And I'm Willie. All right, guys. So we are in month two. Have we, have we, we we've gotten a little past two months of quarantine, basically. Is that right? Yeah. Was, yeah. I this feel, is the ninth I, or tenth week. I, yeah. I feel like it is, it is amazing that I'm able to like realize that. And it's not just one huge giant, like mega month. Basically, that's what it feels like. It's a good question. It's, Nish, you're still in the DC area. Like, yes. when did when did quarantine? I know for us specifically, I left and like locked in on March fifteenth. Like, when when did you lock in? More or less. So so uh, I I worked from home on March thirteenth, which was a Friday, and then basically that Monday it was like everyone staying home, and then from that point on. So like it was a little earlier, but like just because I happened to work from home that day. Can you answer this question as a federal government employee? How is working from home in that agency where they're not known to be like a startup with Hangouts and and like Google Docs and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. We're like you know like like about forty years behind whatever ever anyone else is doing. Um, it's F- fired at the fax machine. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. So like we you know the. Our work laptops have Office 365, so that has Microsoft Teams, which has, like, a lot of the basic functionality that, like, Zoom or Hangouts or whatever has. And so we just use that. And because everyone's on the network, you can basically talk to anybody at work pretty easily and set up meetings uh, pretty easily doing that. Um, You can't see more than four people at a time on Microsoft Teams. I can't figure out any way to change that because there's no, like, plug-in or whatever that I can find for it or nothing I'm allowed to download anyway. That's okay. I don't want to see more than four people at a time. Anyway. No, I don't most of the time either. So it it, it works pretty well. Yeah. So it's actually not that bad. Um, work working from home. It took a little getting used to with the government, but I think they, you know, we've kind of found our stride after a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we're in week nine now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Week nine. So one of the main things, right, that I think we've that most people have been doing is watching TV, watching movies, streaming shit, because that's kind of all you can do basically. (laughs) Right. The instructions do nothing. Right. Exactly. You better do nothing. Yeah. What a, what a bonanza this is for streaming services. So what, what have you guys been watching? Um, Willie, it, it seems like you've been watching a ton from, I think, what the little we talked about. So you want to would run us you, through some of it? Would you like to know the more embarrassing things or the, the lesser embarrassing things? Oh, no, no, things? no. You have, to, you have to ramp up the embarrassment Yeah, exactly. Factor. you, you got to build up. Uh, I've, you know, the lesser embarrassing things are things with my kiddo and kiddos, which is obviously the Frozen 2s and the Trolls and Jumanjis and all that. And then, you know... I'm not alone in this. I watched the Tiger King. Have you guys seen Tiger King yet? Yes. Uh, I saw oh. the first three episodes. And yeah. you bombed out? And yeah. I hated it. <laughs> I stopped yeah. watching it. Uh, I, I completely forgot I, that that's a thing I watched. So, hey, how about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that feels like I, so long ago. <laughs> feels like then, years ago. And then there's these things that I watched before bed that are mindless. And um, Margarita and I watched... All six seasons of Gossip Girl. Nice. <laughs> that's not so. That's not so embarrassing. I think that's fine. 
All right, tell us a little bit. Who's who's your favorite character on Gossip Girl? Chuck, of course. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Bass. Chuck, have you you guys have seen this? I thought I you guys would like, mostly make fun of me. I have not seen Gossip Girl, but you know, I I read stuff. I I feel like I remembered reading about characters. And you're not gonna you're you're not gonna forget a guy named Chuck Bass. <laughs> I think that I basically am really missing New York, and I was like, I just want to watch things that have New York in it. We saw we watched I Love New York first and foremost, but <laughs> Gossip Girl is filmed all around Manhattan all the right, time, right. and like. A lot of it was shot in like my old neighborhood, so it was really trashy. You know, the last <laughs> season five, they definitely were like, "Yeah, I give up," and they're like, "All right." Season six was like ten episodes. They're like, all right, let's just wrap this up. But apparently, they're rebooting it for HBO in the near future. Yeah, look, man. I until the most recent uh, season of The Bachelor, I had watched probably the last six or seven seasons each of bachelorette and bachelor and bachelor in paradise. So I, I don't, I can't say too much about trashy yeah. TV. It seems that it's like a lot of, I'm looking for the, the common thread amongst my list and it's generally stand up comedy, trashy kind of chick flicky stuff, <laughs> kids movies with an occasional and pretty much everything with the rock in it. Awesome. I mean, if we're talking about trashy TV, I I mean, first, I've been binging a lot of and catching up on The Amazing Race, which is like my reality TV show of choice, which I quite I've never seen it. What is so appealing about the show? Um, The thing that I like about it is basically because everyone has tasks to do, it's not really about relationships or interpersonal drama because it's like just it's just like a, it's like a double dare for adults, right? It's like do this ridiculous thing and like you know try to catch these fish and put them in a net or like run around uh, and catch chickens and stuff like that. And what do you get? Like every episode, or something? every episode they have to pull a pull a flag from some, from the giant nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> That was a double there. Um, slip, slip and slide through beans. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was a double there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nish, you're, you're actually not that far removed from what the oh, really? people do. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that's kind of cool. So that's actually why I like it. But if you want to talk trashy, uh, I will say I did watch um, all of Love is Blind on Netflix. Oh, really? Yes. And This, I, is, this is a show where they can't see the other. They're like kind of messaging with each other with some, right. another one. So no, 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 this, that, that this is, is Love yeah. is Blind, right? So yeah. basically they're, they're at least in, in the ro- beginning. It's like that. Yeah. They're in, they're both in a room, but they're separated from each other by a screen. So they can't see each other, but they can talk. And mm. the, you don't get to see the other person until you propose and they accept. Um, oh my. And Wait, then do you see what happens after the proposal. You do. Yeah. So it's like the first like four episodes are basically them in the, they call them the pods or them in the pods. Mm. And then like the last six are them like, like planning to get married, getting to know each other. And then it's all like, you know, is anyone going to back out when the, on the day of the actual wedding? Right. Um, and that's kind of like how the spiel goes. And I got totally sucked into it and watched the whole thing. And it was trashy and terrible, but I, I totally loved it. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Um, basically hot people Island show on Netflix. Everybody's talking about. Yeah. So they, they tried to, they tried to build that as like the new love is blind thing. Like, Oh, check this out. Like if you like love is blind, you love this. And like everyone I know that's watching has been like, that show was terrible. Yeah. And so yeah. is it basically like temptation Island? Like, I mean, that's well, kind of what it sounds they're, like. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to make out. And it seems like that's like the most worst torturous thing 
you can do to them. It, I it, guess. It, <laughs> like basically, it's like if you kiss, you like. I guess there's like a prize money thing or whatever that people get. And if you kiss, it's like fifty dollars gets taken off the prize. If you do other things, more money gets taken off, and it's like. I was waiting for you to be. It's like you kiss, you die. <laughs> like it's like like it's like some like purge kind of show kind of thing, like some dy- dystopian future. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the show, but from what I've seen in the preview, all those people need to be purged. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Have you seen The Purge? I've never seen either of them. No, I, I actually I don't know anything about The Purge. I, I I've seen, seen little I've, I've seen little pieces like when it's been on TV of like one or two of the I don't even know which movies they are. You know, it's because there's like four Purge movies. Oh, really? So, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think the, so. Is this the movie? Maybe you can correct me, Nish. But is are these the movies where like one night of year, like there's no law and you can do whatever you want? Is that yeah. those yes. movies? Yep, that's the Burge. Okay, I like yep. the concept of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good concept. You you have to admit. Is the conceit of the movie then if there was no law, people would just kill each other? Yes, <laughs> like that's that's basically what <laughs> happens during the Burge. Is like people just go crazy, ape shit, and like kill each other and rape each other and horrible things. It's not like people are like, "Ooh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna stay home and embezzle for my company." <laughs> <laughs> do the uh, do do the Superman three office space thing with the pennies. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to do that. Like, they can't do anything to you. That's right. Like, I, I emptied the company bank account. Fuck That's you right. guys. That's right. It's like, well, he played fair. He did it on the purge. That's <laughs> right. Purge seven, white collar crime. <laughs> Like, I mean, I was I was killing the shit of some damn family that day. So what can I say? <laughs> what um, I thinking? Have you guys I've been watch a lot of documentary types of things that are not Tiger King. Have you guys seen The Pharmacist? I watched that. That was pretty good. No. Is that uh, on Netflix? Yeah, it's about the opo. Oh, I fucking butcher this opioid, opioid. <laughs> epidemic. <laughs> I can't say that word fast. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, I have not been, so we mentioned Tiger King and I've been like randomly watching like little bits of this or that. Um, my brother has been here during quarantine for a fair amount of the time and his guilty pleasure, like dumb thing that he likes to watch. Um, and so we watch like two hours of it every night is, uh, impractical jokers. What is that? That is, it's a, it's a show on true TV, um, where it's like true TV is like signature show. Uh, Because who the fuck knows what true TV is otherwise. Um, So it's basically these four dudes who are all from, I think, like Staten Island or something like that. And they're like kind of they're they're all sort of comedians, but they're basically like lifelong friends from like high school. And they put each other through like they like dare each other to do embarrassing things, basically. Mm -hmm. And then and at the end of each show, there's like there's like the loser, the one who like didn't do the embarrassing thing or like chickened out or whatever has like a punishment, which is like another embarrassing thing that they can't get out of whatsoever. And they're like pretty like rough things. Like, like what, like the first episode, like my brother ever showed me the punishment that the guy who lost was that he had to go to a tattoo parlor with the other three guys. And then they had a wheel that they would spin and it had like all his different body parts on it and whatever it would land on. They would give him. They gave him a trivia question about one of the three of them, and if he didn't answer it right, he had he had to get that. Sorry, it wasn't. It was a tattoo parlor, but it was piercings. He had to get that part of his body pierced. Oh! And the first thing it landed on was his nipple. 
and he got the, <laughs> and he got the question wrong and they fucking put it in and have- yeah it is it is a pretty addictive show it is so fucking stupid but it's like <laughs> but it, it is like you know it's like one of those things you look at it and it's just kind of like yeah it's like you could it, you could see an alternate universe where like us or some combination of our friends ended up being these guys if we were like you know maybe a little funnier too because they're reasonably funny um but yeah it's 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 like shit like that and then like the normal things are they have to do things like you know like they're mic'd up and they're like like they like one of them will pretend to be like a grocery store clerk and they have to go over to a stranger and tell them they're quitting and then one of the other guys gives them like the reason they're quitting like in his earpiece but it's like some completely insane stupid reason and they have to convince the stranger that like to like agree with them that that's a good reason to quit the grocery store job you know like like that kind of stuff like it's like like the one like and they're really random like the one i saw like the guy was like he's like you know he's like i'm quitting i'm quitting he's like toby mcguire comes in here every day and he's like i don't want him to know i'm a grocery store clerk <laughs> you know because he's a big shot and like who am i you know it's like it's like just so random it's like what so yeah so i've been watching a lot of that and uh and other than that i've been watching random random youtube videos with my with my kids um to kind of, you know we we watch the disney movies of course on disney plus and all that kind of stuff but other than that um my uh my older son oscar uh really liked um watching uh okay go videos because oh, yeah. yeah because they're just kind of awesome for kids so we watch okay go videos all the time now recently we have started watching nintendo game playthroughs yeah <laughs> Nolan plays Mario that. three with me, and there's a there's a great documentary on on YouTube about the making of Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah, it's it's just fun. Like he likes watching, it and he's like like so. We watched we watched Super Mario one, we watched Super Mario two, we watched Super Mario three. Um, today we watched Punch Out. Um, just people beating the game. Yeah, yeah, but 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 not like speed runs, like like a thing where they beat the game, but they go through every level so that he could like see everything. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, we watched like all the Mega Man's. Like, way up to, like, it was, like, Mega Man 6, and it was, like, you know, where you got, like, Yamato Man, and it's, like, who is this? Like, what? what? They're really running out of, you know, of v, robot v, men. V1 of esports. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Esports is wicked popular now. Yep. There's, um, it's funny that you bring up YouTube, Nish. There's two particular rat holes that I've fallen down on, on YouTube, and, and YouTube is very good at, like, feeding those. Once it you fall is. down a rat hole, they're good at feeding that. Yeah. And the, the first one is... Um, conspiracy theory debunking videos which i did not know was a genre um so like people who basically will watch a video by like a flat earther or someone who doesn't believe space actually exists and then like debunk the video like point, with, point by point kind of yeah, thing with like yeah. with like math and and you know astrophysics and all that stuff which in astronomy which i yeah. find interesting yeah and i then, could see how you could completely get sucked into that because you get so mad sometimes watching conspiracy theory videos and then it's yeah. like it would be so satisfying Right, it is it is very satisfying. And then the other one I've gotten into, which more recently, is um, roller coasters and like, but like roller coaster construction and like the history of roller coasters and like what theme parks do with them. Because like I'm a at heart I'm a systems guy. Like I I like knowing how things work, and I'm not the biggest roller coaster fan. Like they're fine. I don't I don't feel one way about them or the other. <laughs> um, but it's but it's such a big complicated thing. 
that's such a big investment of time and money and energy that like seeing them like when they don't work or seeing like these ambitious plans and all that stuff, I find like very I sort of super interesting and like it has like totally sucked me in just in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been totally into that. So I can tell you all about um, tons of roller coasters <laughs> um, that I'll <laughs> never leave. Please tell me you've, you've watched some of those videos about the uh, water slides they made at Action Park and how oh, they yeah. were basically death traps. So yeah, that's, yeah. There are so that, many Action Park videos on YouTube. Th- there was a big one by this group called like Defunct Land, and they put out yep. like kind of like the definitive one. And that <laughs> is the video that started me down this rat hole. And I started watching yeah. other videos by them, and now I'm watching like all these other ones. And yeah, it's been just like a big rat hole of <laughs> roller coasters and conspiracy theories. <laughs> Jesus. There are many weird rat holes. Sometimes I watch chiropractor videos on YouTube for far too long. Yeah, there are. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, there, there are so many weird ass videos to watch on on YouTube, and uh, I have to like at late at night. I feel like I have to like set myself a limit or like stop myself sometimes because and it's like so stupid whatever I'm watching. Right? Like you know, it's like whatever. Like like things where people are ranting about video games or something like that. And it's just like, okay, like yeah. what, what am I doing here? <laughs> what am I watching? And the other thing, the other, the only other thing I've been watching a lot of um, this, I, I remember you're, we haven't talked about this, but you're, you're a casual Star Trek fan. Is that an accurate? Yeah. Description? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's an accurate description. I've been, I've been catching up on the CBS all access Star Trek shows, which by and large have been, really good and i thought okay, like, yeah, I, I was gonna ask if it like so are they good or not or what so this yeah. is uh so this is what this is picard and discovery and, uh, and discovery right yeah so they basically like when they announced that they were gonna make new star trek and it was gonna be online only and i was like all right they don't even care about it anymore right right exactly uh, and the first season of discovery was okay and it had it was a hello trouble finding its footing and then recently i watched the second season which i thought was really good and then i'm now 80% of the way through Picard, which I am quite enjoying quite a bit. And they just announced there's, they're, they're making another show um, about like the enterprise before Kirk. Yeah. I saw that with, with Pike, right? With the, yeah. And, with yeah. Anson, Anson, Anson Mount. Mount. Of, yeah. And that was like a big part of discovery season two. And like, I, like I love those guys from the old enterprise and like a, a lot of people did. And there was like a big online push to get that to be a show. And like, that's never going to be a show. Like, that's ridiculous. And then they did it and they're making a show of it. I was so excited when they announced they were making a show. Of that. Right. That really seems like the plus side of like, you know, like stuff like going online so much more and like streaming shows is that it's like you remember like, you know, when we, you know, I mean, certainly when we were kids, but even when we were in our 20s, like it's like, you know, it, like there were more like it, there weren't just four channels like, you know, whatever, when like when we were kids. But there weren't that many channels and it was kind of like, you know, and, and you had to be on TV to have a show, basically. Right. Um, you know, like like when we like Netflix didn't really start doing original content right until probably about what, 10 years ago, maybe or something like that. Yeah. When they did that, that Stevie Van Zandt show first and then they did Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lily Hummer. <laughs> Lily Hummer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the first one. I'm pretty sure that was their that first show. like original show that yeah. they did. No, you're right. I mean, I, I can. Can you imagine? Like, there's going to be three Star Trek shows on at the same time. Like, that would be un, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Twenty years ago. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, like mind blowing to like fifteen year old us. Yeah. 
No, so that, that 15, is one of, 15 year old Willie would have his mind blown by three Star Trek shows. That is one of the good things, but it means like I am paying for way too many streaming services right now. Um, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but currently I pay for uh, Netflix, CBS All Access. I got a free year of Disney Plus and a free year of the Apple TV Plus, which I haven't seen a single show on the Apple TV one. Um, and then we get the Prime stuff because, right, everybody in the world gets Prime. Um, but that's a lot. Yeah. And like, yeah, I get uh I pay for Netflix, I pay for I pay for Disney Plus, but it's like a reduced whatever. Um and I pay for Hulu and for Prime. I mean, you know, I have Prime, the same thing that you that you said. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same plus uh HBO, but I don't pay for it. That's that's the mom and dad account. Ah, ah fair enough. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it it's a lot. It, is there one that you find that you gravitate to between those? I don't like like personally. Like I I would say that I spend like a fairly equal amount of time on all of them because it all comes down to like a couple of shows here, a couple shows there, and they're all on different platforms. Disney Plus maybe a little more because of the kids, but that's it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, think I'm, most, I'm mostly Netflix to be honest with you. With like, I tend to go there first, and then when I can't find anything, then I spread out. Right. Yeah, I I personally am pretty split up between them. Like my my kid is all about Disney Plus, <laughs> um, and like would live in there all day if we would let her. Um, yeah. But and and my wife really likes Netflix, but I'm kind of all over. I'm kind of all over the place. Like, um, and it, it sucks because there's stuff. There's stuff like on Hulu that I would watch, but like I can't bring myself to pay for like yet another subscription um, to something else. Like I really, I, I feel the fatigue of like paying for too many streaming services. Yeah. Well, Hulu also just pisses me off because it's like there's so much shit on there that like you can search for it, but then you can't watch it unless you have like the live TV subscription, which is like right. so fucking expensive. And so it's just like, it's like, I'm not doing that. Like, it's like, what? It's like 50 hours a month or something ridiculous like that. And it's just like, oh, I don't wow. need that. Well, you get a lot of shit, right? Like, I think you get all the sports like yeah. stuff well, and all that, which, you know, if we weren't in quarantine, would be great. But, I use, um, <laughs> we use YouTube TV, which is essentially the same right, thing. Right. That, you know, we have dwellings in New York and New Jersey. Instead of paying for cable in two places, we just boot up the app. Yeah, yeah that makes I, a lot of it's, sense. It's actually great. I, I do actually pay also pay for YouTube Premium, which used to be called YouTube Red, which they're um, fucking ads. They're aggressive. Every yeah. time I turn on YouTube, want a free month? I'm like, <laughs> I don't want a free month. <laughs> but uh, like I will say, like I, I I did it and and kind of got addicted to it, and then and now like if I end up watching YouTube when I'm not logged in, I'm like, oh my god, this is how people watch YouTube. Like you've got to be kidding me. The ads are unbelievable, and I it's never see an ad anywhere on YouTube, which is which I love so. Aren't you fancy? I am fancy. Hey, we uh we did watch a movie this week for the show. Huh? We did, yeah. Why don't we get to that? So, uh, so the movie we watched this week was the uh, the 2020 banger, Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, uh, I want to I want to stop you right there and just say, like, when I looked it up and realized that the movie came out this year, I I, I literally couldn't believe it. I I could not believe it either. I I assumed it was last year, and then when I saw yeah. it, it was like, holy shit. But here's the thing, guys. Do you know how much money it made in the U.S. box office? No, a idea. lot, right? It, it did well, I believe. Two hundred twenty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which and globally over four hundred. 
I will bet that will make it the top grossing box office performer of 2020. Oh, no, you... it won't. Sonic the Hedgehog has, has beaten that. Oh, does that count as box office? Yeah, that was the last movie that came out before quarantine. Oh, I didn't realize. For, uh, for, for worldwide gross um, on Wikipedia right now, Bad Boys for Life is ahead of Sonic. For worldwide? Yeah, for worldwide. It, yeah, 419 million worldwide. Sonic is 306 million worldwide. I, I mean, it must have done well because I also found out they're making a fourth one. So. Yes, well, that was, that, was, that was clear with the way this ended, <laughs> that they wanted to make a fourth one, which we'll get to. Um, so yeah, so this so Bad Boys for Life. Um, this is of course the third Bad Boys movie. So this is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, and it was not directed by Michael Bay like the first two were. Instead, it was directed uh, directed by two Belgian dudes named uh, Adil and Bilal, I believe. Uh, but it's uh, but it's fairly in the Michael Bay style, I would say. Right? I feel like it it fits in. I think it fits in fairly well. Now, Paul, you actually watched. Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 to get ready for Bad Boys for Life, right? I did I did three Bad Boys movies and three nights this week. <laughs> did, did you do Machete Order or 1, 2, 3? <laughs> <laughs> machete Order. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> did, uh, did, did Bad Boys for Life, did it feel fairly similar to the first two? If you watched them all or did it feel it did. very different? So it, it felt it felt similar to the other two in the ways that matter. Like the, there's a lot of like I didn't realize until I was putting them all together. There's a lot of like little bad boys motifs or like signature shots and styles that get that get used a lot in all the movies. And like those were all there. Um, I, I I wondered that because so this is going to become speaking of motifs. This is going to be a motif of my review of, of Bad Boys <laughs> for Life. But I was constantly confused and wondering if I was supposed to know stuff from the last two movies as I went through this movie. I visited the Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 Wikipedia pages so much during this movie to try to figure out if characters were somebody like I was like was I supposed to like was my head supposed to be exploding, being like, "Oh, dude, it's the guy from Bad Boys 2. or like something I think like you that? Were sub- like, I think the only note, maybe I saw the first one. I feel right. like I, you're supposed to be like, "Oh, Joey Pants, there yes. he is." And, it, and Joey Pants, I did. Joey Pants was like, "Okay, he's still here. Good, yeah, good, so, good to know." Because I, I, I saw Bad Boys a long time ago. I have never seen Bad Boys too. So I thought that too. Like I was, the movie started, and I was like, "This is prime for like you know the past is going to come back to haunt these guys." Like some weird character or like the son. The son of a bad guy from a different movie is going to come and get them, and none of that happens. Um, right, 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 right. So, so, so the first, so yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to give a straight, like, full-on synopsis as we go through, but oh, you know, please I, try, I, 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 guess, I would love to see you try to navigate this mess oh my of a God. movie. All right, all right, we can we can try, and then we'll just kind of stop when we get to <laughs> parts we want to talk about, which could be all the way through. So, all right, so the movie starts. Mid car chase, right? <laughs> there is there is a car chase going on, and, as far as we can tell, and uh, and uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, or as maybe we'll call them through the movie, Mike and Marcus, uh, their their characters from the first two movies, are in the in Mike's Porsche, and they are driving down uh, what the fuck is it, Ocean Avenue or whatever, in in, in Miami, right? So they're yep. they're driving down, and they are just screeching along and like looking, you know. And, and there's other police cars going all over the place, and you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, 
two of them are bickering the way that I assume they bickered in the other two movies, as far as I remember. Um, you know, Mike's the cool one. Uh, Marcus is the less cool one. Um, and uh, and it turns out where is they where are they going during this car chase? They are going to the hospital because Marcus is a new grandfather. Marcus's daughter uh, has had a baby, and uh, he is a grandfather. And that starts one of the big themes of the movie, which is that these dudes are getting old. Yeah, they are definitely too old for this shit. Yes. One um, <laughs> of my what, my first note about this says like this movie is about ten years too late. Like if they had made this movie ten years ago, I, I feel think like the, like the two of them would have been much more believable as like people in their early to mid forties versus people in their early to mid fifties. Like just yeah, and and like Martin Lawrence has like seriously made like I think one movie in the last decade, like before before Bad Boys uh, for Life. I mean, he is I, like he is yeah. pretty much retired and like came out to like do this. They must have driven was, a trunk, uh, dump truck full of money up to his house and be like, "You need to be right. another bad boys movie." I was rooting for this movie to be great, primarily because I like Will Smith doesn't need the money. Well, I kind of no. wanted Martin Lawrence to like do well in this movie. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, one thing I'll say is that this that that I appreciated, or or at least I'm glad they did this because it would have really sucked if they didn't. Is that this movie takes place like in like well, how do I want to say this? Like it has been a 17 years between Bad Boys Two and Bad Boys for Life in real life. Like Bad Boys yep. Two came out in 2003, and in the movie, it has also been 17 years since Bad Boys Two. Like it's like everything is like taking place in sort of real time kind of, um, which is good. So it actually addresses that it's been that long and they're actually as old as they look. It's not like somehow we're supposed to like think this is just a couple years later or something oh, yeah. like that, which would just have been a disaster. So I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. But having just watched these again, watch these movies like back to back to back, like especially between two and three, like, Oh man, they look so much older. Like they look every Will, inch of. Yeah. Will Smith, especially. I mean, I mean, Martin Lawrence, like his face kind of got chubby and stuff, but like Will Smith, man, he looked, he looked tired at times. Like I, I could like, he I really, really did. Like, it's like, man, I watched, like, I just watched, like having watched the other ones, like in the first two, like he's all like muscle shirts and like, he looks ripped and he looks ready to go. And in this movie, I was like, Oh man, he looks old. Like I thought he was yeah. gonna look exactly. I was like in my mind, I'm like, ah, oh, Will Smith. He always looks the same. Like he never gets older, but he's right. gotten older. So, um, right. So, so basically, like that's kind of like you know, definitely in the first 20 minutes of the movie, but then even through the rest of the movie, there's sort of this argument, ongoing argument going on between Mike and Marcus, where. Marcus is basically saying, like, you know, you, you know, we're old dudes, like, you should settle down, too. Like, I got a grandkid now, and, like, this is, like, a good life, and are you, like, just going to be a ladies' man the rest of your life? Like, you're old, and, like, like, <laughs> like, you, like you really shouldn't be a ladies' man anymore. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't say it that way. That's more or less what he said. And not for the first time in this movie, I found myself vigorously agreeing with Martin Lawrence, where it was like, where I was doing like, yeah, you are old. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and, and I think, and I think the movie agrees with him and with you. Like, I, I the, think so too. Yeah. The movie plays it that like Will Smith is definitely too old to be doing this. Yes. And like, and, and, and like can't sustain the kind of lifestyle that he yeah. wants to. The, um, the interesting thing I thought as we went there, this is maybe getting ahead of myself, but the interesting thing I thought as I went through this movie is that, and again, like, I think the movie wanted me to feel this way, but I also acknowledge that I'm an old dude now, too. And so maybe this is just me starting to get cranky and old. But it's like, 
I had no patience for Will Smith's shit in this movie. Like, <laughs> like, maybe, like his character shit, I should say. Like, and not, not him as a person, but like, like anything he did, it was just like, it's like, dude, like you're, you're being a fucking asshole. Like, what are you doing? Like, stop being an asshole. Yeah. Stop like, being a bad boy. Yeah, everybody, everybody around him telling him just to stop and like give this up is 100% right. Like, yeah. they yeah. really are. And like, the, and like, the way, I, the reason I say like the movie agrees, like to skip ahead a bit, like eventually, like pretty early in the movie, or like it felt early, like um, their captain, Joey Pantaleon, gets killed. And like at that point, it's like, okay, they have to like avenge him and like go after the guy. But like, kind of up until that point, like the the movie kind of doesn't think Will Smith is doing the right thing and thinks like like this is everyone says like this is a mistake and you should not be doing this. Right, right, right. But then you know then then it's personal. Now it's per- uh, yeah yeah. So so uh, in the beginning of the movie, the other thing they set up is basically the bad guy. So um, there is a maybe in my opinion maybe the best scene in the movie, which is this prison breakout scene. Um, which is, uh, this, this woman in this Mexican prison who is just a complete badass and just starts this complete prison riot and is like stabbing the shit out of this female prison guard. Um, and then like pulls like a Hannibal Lecter and like kind of thing and like pretends to be like the, the prison guard and gets out, gets out in the ambulance. And then her son helps her kind of break out. And basically the mom and the son are the antagonists for the film. Um, and you kind of don't know what their deal is, except that, they're kind of going back to Miami. They're going to take over the Miami drug trade, crime trade. They don't really get too much into that. No, the Miami, just... some, some, some kind of crime thing. And, but the whole point of it is that <laughs> they are trying to, they're going to be the, the, uh, the mom was married to the, this drug cartel kingpin who a bunch of people, including Will Smith put in jail many, 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 many years ago. And she's getting revenge on all of them. So the son, she's sending the son out to kill all these people one by one, like the DA, like the crime lab dude, and like the judge, like all these people. He's there are Joey all going to get killed, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly, Joey Pants, and and it's supposed to end with Will Smith. Will Smith is supposed to be the last one who gets killed because clearly she hates him the most. You don't know why yet. Right. Um, so that's kind of the way it starts. And this was where I was like going crazy, being like. Is this drug kingpin guy? Like, was he the bad guy in Bad Boys 2 or something? Like, am I supposed to know this guy? Like, yeah, and, the, and the answer is no. <laughs> like, no, I was no, doing the not. same thing, no. being like, they, they, an hour and a half into the movie, they finally tell you that this was a case that occurred before he and Martin Lawrence ever got together as partners. And it's like, I wish I had known this at the beginning of the movie. Wish I didn't have to wait until an hour and a half to figure out that I'm not supposed to know this person. Yeah. The real question is, is you said you paused it midway through the movie, which I did as well. And I'm curious where your midway through the movie was versus my midway. Through oh, the movie. my midway was absolutely. I told myself because, you know, it was like late at night and I was like, this is a two hour movie. I'm going to pa- I'm, I'm going to pause this exactly an hour in and like 59 minutes in Joey Pants gets killed. And then, yep. and then they have this roof. And, and before Joy Pants gets killed, like Martin Lawrence, uh, Marcus has like, he's retired and he's like done his own thing. And he shows up at Will Smith's rooftop and they're like, one last time. He's like, bad boys for life. And then it like, <laughs> and then it like, 
is this wide shot of Miami and this music, and it's like for a really long time, and I'm like waiting. It's like, is it going to be say like to be continued or something here? Like, like this totally seems like it was like meant to be broken out into two hour long installments or something. All right, good night. Yeah, That's where exactly. I pause it too. Actually, same exact spot. Yep, it was hilarious. I was yep. like, wow, this is perfect. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I cannot. I cannot get into the machinations that take place in this uh, in this movie overall. But basically, the, the the very short thing of it is that um, the the son, the the evil son, um, shoots Will Smith. Um, he's 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 on a motorbike and he shoots Will Smith like basically like right in front of everybody. And uh, Will Smith uh, is rushed to the hospital and he is in the hospital for like months and months recovering. Like he almost dies. Uh, Martin Lawrence prays to God to, you know, let him live. And then he'll, you know, if, if you let him live, like, I won't like be a, what does he say? I won't put violence out into the world anymore or something like right. that. Um, and it turns out he lives. He, yeah. he he lives. It cuts to like six months later. He is on the mend, but he wants, re- he, he wants to get out there and catch this guy. And everyone's kind of like, dude, like you were looking for him. Like you have just gotten out of the hospital, the hospital. Like you can't investigate your own shooting like that's pretty much a no-no when it comes to the police um but he won't listen to anybody and he's just kind of being a dick about the whole thing really um so meanwhile there's this new team that has been put together by by the cops um headed by um will smith's ex-girlfriend another person that i found out we're not supposed to know that they did you know apparently they probably dated somewhere in that 17 year period between bad boys 2 and it's a long time uh, People I know. Get lonely. That, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It is. It is. One thing I will say that um, ab- about his ex girlfriend, her name is Rita in the uh, in the, in the film. Uh, two things I'll say. One, um, I thought she was pretty attractive. Two was <laughs> she was fairly age appropriate for Will Smith, which I found refreshing. Yeah. I looked her up, and the actress is forty two years old. Will Smith is fifty one. That's not horrible. <laughs> I was actually, I, I'll admit, like, when they introduced her, and then they introduced her, like, as a, as a love interest for him, I was like, that is surprisingly age-appropriate for a movie yeah. like this. Like, Well, yeah. they kind of inferred they dated a while ago. It would be weird if she was, like, 22, because then you'd be like, was she 16 when they dated? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, were you dating a 10-year-old? Like, what was going right. on here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that that, that is a good point. Um, so this team, it's called, uh, the team's called AMMO. Do they ever say what AMMO stands for? Who knows? Yes, but it do. doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's AMMO. like Advanced Miami Mob, whatever, operation right. or something like that. And it is it is four people. It is, it is, uh, it is Rita, the ex-girlfriend. It is Vanessa Hudgens, who is, who is, some girl who's pretty cool, definitely probably no, the coolest of the three. Yeah, she's she's your she's your badass like kickass yeah. fighter girl. Yep, right. yep. There's like giant there, like yeah, there's yeah, like giant muscle bound tech giant, nerd, right? Giant muscle bound. Yeah, exactly. Who's uh? I think he was uh, he was in the Hunger Games. Like I recognized Vic, him. Uh, no, he's the he's the uh, oh maybe you're right, but I think he's also the son in Vikings. Maybe oh he might be. Yeah, I've seen him in a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and, there's a, then there's like um, slick kid with like a chip on his shoulder yeah let's talk about slick kid for a second because as much as i, I hated wonder. as much as i, I hated will smith him. in this com- in the in commercial as much as i hated will smith <laughs> in this movie like when this guy came on board yeah i felt the same way willie it was just like oh fuck this guy do you know what i said the first time he came on screen and, and was snide like that i'm like who is this kid rufio like <laughs> he totally looks like rufio but here's the thing here's the thing i was thinking about him is that it's like 
So he's like the stock character that you see in all these things. Where he's like, he's the kid who like says to the cool guy who's kind of old, but he's like, oh, whatever, Gramps. And it's like, oh, like, you know, like, the, you know, the, 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 you know, stay home here, you know, old guy. Like, you know, we got we got it now, that kind of thing. So he's saying all this shit to Will Smith. And it's like, who in their right mind would say this to a 25-year veteran of the force who's like kind of a legend and has just come out of the hospital from almost being killed in the line of duty. And you're going to be like, whatever, Gramps. Like, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right. He says to the guy who's got like eight inches and like 120 pounds on him too. It's like, you're you're an old man. What do you know? And he's like, yeah. you're going to get pounded into the ground, dude. You have no idea. It is. Yeah, he is so annoying. And then he uh, turns on a dime, like, you know, like midway through the movie or, you know, when, when basically when the plot needs him to, you know, which you're used to seeing that it's like, you know, that it's like, OK, by the end of the movie, they're going to respect each other. But so, usually there's like a scene that shows that usually like something like Will Smith would save his ass or something like that. And then it would be well, like, so this is, so this is actually my book. This like is actually kind of a bad boys thing that happens, right? So in the other two movies, there are like other cops that like serve the same role. So there's there's basically like these other cops who are um, like um, like these two other Hispanic cops, and like you spend the whole movie thinking these these two like these guys hate each other, right? They're right. practically getting into fights. They're insulting each other at every turn, and like being like really like not playfully, but like mean and like like super aggressive to each other. And then at the end, it's like. Like with no nothing happening happening, they're just like, this is really serious. Like we need your help. And they're like, all right, you got it. Like I got your back. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like, like so this so this is like par for the course for these movies. It's, it's just apparently like, a bad boys trope. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right. So yeah. So these guys. Um. It, it, so basically, Will Smith like, ends up having to reluctantly work with these guys to kind of investigate who this dude is who has been shooting all these people. Um, and, and who shot him, right? Yeah, right. Can, can we talk about the... Now, the, this leads us ni- nicely to the nightclub scene, which I would love to talk about. Yes. Just the, the fact that these all these very old people trying to get into this nightclub and like <laughs> trying to pass as like people who belong would, in this nightclub. Would go in a nightclub. And, like, and, and it's not just the two of them. Like Even Rita's like, these people are all like 15 years too old to be in this, to be in this place easily. Yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 you know the the geriatrics go to the nightclub and try to pass and fail badly, right? So they go to this I'm, nightclub because basically, like the one guy who they can connect to this who this to this evil son who's been shooting people is having his birthday party at this nightclub. So they're so they're going there and they're gonna take him down. I guess it's like they act as though they have like this big plan, like they like they're like on comms the whole time and they're like over by the right side of the stairs, over the but then like. When they get up there, it feels like it's like, what was your plan exactly? Like, they just go up to him and they're just like, you're going to jail. And then he just like runs. <laughs> he, he just runs away. And then they're like, run after him. And it's like, what Like, what did you think was going to happen when you said that? Yeah, yeah that was great. It was the Ghostbusters plan. Yeah, get exactly. Her, right? exactly. <laughs> Works, right? Uh, they brush that off after what 36 years um yeah so they and then there's this ridiculous uh destructive uh car chase which is you know th- th- that's kind of you know bad boys sort of bread and butter uh you know through miami 
Um, there are trucks on on roads in the middle of Miami for no apparent reason. I was definitely like, this doesn't feel like a road where there would be a car transporter. No, like, so this like, is <laughs> yeah. I have I have a note about the scene, which is I'm going to read it verbatim because I love it. This is a movie where it makes sense to shoot a car on a flatbed so it explodes and tries to take out the guys following you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's, Literally what he does in a scene, there's a car in a flatbed, he shoots it, it explodes, flies off the truck, and almost hits uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And it's like, that is some crazy-ass movie logic that I have never... Dude, you've seen the Fast and Furious movies. This is very movie logic. Yes. This, 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 this movie, is what happens. Yeah, this movie, like watching this movie reminded me very much of a Fast and the Furious movie in a lot of ways. Part of it was that I... Like the plot, right? Like it's like dude, dude from your past comes back and is trying to kill you, and you're trying to figure out who who he is and why. He, like that's like the last five Fast and the Furious movies have had that plot, basically, right. where it's like, oh, this guy from the from our past, or like this dude's brother has come back. You know, it's like that kind of thing, and that's why it made me feel like I should know these people because in Fast and the Furious, it's always like it's like, oh my god, it's like this dude's brother, it's like this guy from like movie number three. Here he's back. And in this case, it was like, nope, these are just all new people. <laughs> I'm not supposed to know any of these people at all. Um, one like subtle undertone that I don't know if you guys picked up on. Uh, I've also in not pre-quarantine, I watched a lot of Jane the Virgin. And I loved kind of the, the, the nod to telenovela and a lot of the interactions between the son and the, and the mom, as well as like even just like, Uh oh, he's gone. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't hear any of that, Willie. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was going to come back, and then it muted. Yeah, they they yeah, it, it, there is a lot of there is a lot of like telenovela stuff, and they. I mean, Martin Lawrence even hangs a lantern on it and says like. Oh, yes. this is this is some telenovela shit. Yes, um, yes, and 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 when we get to obviously the big sort of twist of such as and I don't know if I'd call it a twist, but you know what it, I mean. The the, the 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 turn the plot takes is like the most telenovela that you could basically come up with. Um, which is you know which, which basically is that uh, you know he he figures out um, which which is basically that Will Smith eventually figures out who this dude is, the son is, who's been trying to shoot him. He figures out what the connection is and he figures it out because um, the mom tells the son that when he try when he kills Will Smith, he should first say, hasta el fuego, which, which, okay. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Um, so he, right. So he does that, but then basically uh, Martin Lawrence kind of saves the day. So he doesn't. Uh, shoot Will Smith, and so Will Smith hears him say this, and he connects it to this uh, to this uh, basically plot that uh, or, or this case that he was on, you know, before they became partners, um, where he basically was deep undercover with the cartel, fell in love with the mom, and was gonna run away with the mom, and then decided at the last minute, kind of not to, and to like kind of be a cop, and and he so he's the one who kind of put her in jail. Uh, in the end and then to add you know to add to that he's basically convinced that the son is actually 
his son because he slept with the mom and kind of the age, you know, the, the, his age kind of works out and all that kind of thing. So he's he's pretty convinced that this guy who's trying to kill him is actually not the cartel dude's son, but is actually his son with the evil mom. Yeah, and um, somehow he knows that the cartel boss couldn't have kids. Yes. <laughs> which was weird. Like, that, is, that is just like thrown up so matter-of-factly. He's explaining yeah. this to, uh, to to Martin Lawrence, and he's just like, cartel boss, he's like, couldn't have kids, man. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> so he got, got, got rid of that pretty quickly. Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I guess that, that brings us to the end, which is basically like, like, like Will Smith is going to go to Mexico and just talk to her. And yeah, kind it's of, time to finish this. <laughs> it's right, like and, kind of that kind of thing. And they're going to like bring their crew in, I guess, just kind of hope it all works out. Like they, again, they don't really have much of a plan, right? They're going to like go to this hotel, this abandoned hotel and, and meet. And they're like, how do you know that she's not just going to kill you on site? And he's like, yeah, she's not going to do that. And, <laughs> and it's like, what's their plan? They don't really have a plan. Their plan is going to like run into the hotel and shoot everybody, I guess. Like, Same plan as before. I don't know. Get her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she's the one who picks the place, and it doesn't seem like she has much more of a plan other than like, well, I'll have a bunch of people there too, and I know they'll have people there, and my people will just shoot their people, and my my badass son will shoot Will Smith. Like that's that's basically the plan. Mm, they always yeah. have one little wrinkle to their plan on the on the Mexican side. They bring a helicopter. Oh, that's true. I forgot about <laughs> which, the helicopter. Which they also hang a lantern on. Martin they Lord's do. Like, Where do they keep getting all these <laughs> helicopters from? <Yeah. laughs> which I love. Uh, um, so, yeah. So there's this big confrontation where uh, Will Smith and uh, the evil mom talk to each other. Um, and uh, and she is she is evil. There, they, oh, yeah. We forget. There is this overlong bit in my opinion where uh they're on the plane going there and uh martin lawrence keeps trying to like keeps asking why he would like like because basically uh he he uh will smith lets martin lawrence know that this this evil mom was nicknamed Il Br- la bruja which means the witch and uh and so she keeps me martin lawrence keeps saying like you know why would you fuck a witch without a condom and it's like, it's funny, but it's like he asks it like five times, like on this plane. And it's like, all right, dude, like, I, I don't know if this is quite as funny as you guys think this is. I, I did like the other people getting uncomfortable. And he's like, that he I like. Yeah. He's like, do you want to switch? Yes. The guy's like, oh, yes, please. Yeah. Like, yeah, please yeah. No, no, maybe, maybe my favorite part of the movie was was a little earlier in that scene when uh, he gets on the plane and Will Smith is like, dude, like, you, you don't want to come with me. And, and Martin Lawrence is like, we fly together, we die together. And then the people on the plane look really scared. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's just something we say. Like, I see how you think you can take that out of context. <laughs> it's kind of like, there oh, that was, was, um, yeah, speak, that was good. Speaking of humor, there was less humor in this movie than I was expecting. Now, I have not seen the second one. And... I saw the first one actually recently. The first time I've seen the first one was on your birthday this past year, Nish. Uh, oh, really? A New Year's treat. <laughs> yeah. Well, Margarita was like deathly ill. I, I was pretty convinced she had Corona all the way back then because she was sick for like three weeks. So, oh, geez. Ugh. I spent New Year's and I drank three quarters of a bottle of whiskey by myself and watched Bad Boys. <laughs> happy new year's to me uh, oh boy uh so my my memory is is hazy of it but 
I just for some reason pictured it to be like a uh, rush hour or one of those buddy cop movies where, where Mar- yeah. Martin Lawrence would be like the funny guy and Will Smith would be <laughs> yeah. the exasperated manly man. Uh, there weren't very many funny parts in this movie. Yeah, no, it's funny. No, I, actually, I, I actually disagree. Like having watched the other two, I, I thought this was by far the funniest one. Like, and, and that was mostly due to Martin Lawrence, who in the first two movies is kind of more annoying than funny. Mm. And I felt like he had like a lot of genuinely funny moments in this one um, that I that I quite liked. Um, so this one, I, I felt like the banter was was actually better in this one. Um, because I think in the first two movies, like you said, Nish on the plane scene, like it just kind of goes on and on and on. Right. And like that just happened so much in the first two where it's like, fair enough. That's this stopped being funny 20 seconds ago. Like you can cut it out. Yeah. Um, but this, there was stuff I really liked. Like I, I, I thought the, the scene where they dropped the baby off at the spa day. That was pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty funny. I also like, like the scene where um, after they after they kind of team back up, uh, they go and try to find uh, this this like arms dealers accountant who ends up being this like gigantic coked up crazy guy. And Martin Lawrence tries to like talk sense into him first. Um, and that, that that's a pretty funny scene, too, uh, because yeah. Will Smith just wants to like kick the crap out of him. And uh, Martin Lawrence tries to talk it out first. And that doesn't go very well for him. And it And it's pretty funny. And this is it. This is a lame joke, but it works on me. Is like the the lame joke of them being self aware that they call themselves bad boys and sing the stupid song. But like, yes. but then, then like Martin Lawrence tries to sing the the verse and doesn't know any of the words. <laughs> and like, like just the two of them like singing badly just cracks yes. me up. I think that's very funny. That is that is the one joke that I like that they did in Bad Boys for Life that I remembered from like the trailers for Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 where it's like oh yeah that's like a thing oh I was wondering if that was like that that Martin Lawrence always like tries to do the verse and like fucks it up (laughs) I was wondering if that was like an outtake I guess it's a it's a a plan plan (laughs) exactly so yeah so the end of this movie right so there's just a crazy ass shootout in this abandoned hotel and you know in, in the end um they will smith ends up face to face with his son who doesn't know that he's his son and will smith basically tries to tell him like i'm i'm like you're my son like i'm i'm your father um and the son doesn't believe it but eventually he asks the mom who's still there and the mom confirms it uh basically and then tries to shoot will smith but the son steps in her way the son gets shot um and then uh rita will smith's ex-girlfriend shoots the shit out of the evil mom and she falls down and gets impaled on the on the wreckage of the helicopter (laughs) so um and then they kind of they they get out and so he he is able to sort of rescue his son uh basically and the son is like already like pretty remorseful like like that happened like very quickly oh yeah that's a sharp heel turn like he is like you're my dad i'm a good guy now yeah exactly he's like what what have i done i've I've done so much man and it's just like yeah (laughs) like like (laughs) is this all just because you didn't have a daddy (laughs) like like, it seems kind of yeah so uh and then and then we get the denouement as it is as it would be of the uh movie where uh sometime afterwards they are all uh all the cops are celebrating. Uh, Rita, the ex-girlfriend, has been named the new police captain. Uh, and it sounds... I don't, I don't know if they ever say it, but it seems like Mike and Marcus are now in charge of ammo, right? It, of the ammo team, I believe. It seems that um, way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they are. 
Uh, and and Mike seems like he's like kind of ready ready to settle down in some way. He he throughout the movie, one of the things we didn't mention is that they they keep kind of uh, hinting or more than hinting at the idea that like this Rita, this ex girlfriend, is really the, the the girl for Will Smith. Like they should kind of get back together, you know, and and kind of do something, you know, like they, there's still feelings there, like that kind of thing. Um, and uh, he's laughing to do something, Willie. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like what, Mish? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe stream something, watch watch some YouTube videos, cuddle about conspiracy theories. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So you know, the Will Smith's kind of seems like he's ready to settle down. He's kind of learned his lesson in a way. Maybe the, the shock of finding out he had a son. Uh, all this time has kind of changed him. He's a changed man. Uh, and then, of course, there is, I, I guess I wouldn't call it a post-credit scre- uh, scene. It's a scene that takes place immediately after it says, like, bad boys for life and, like, ends. Uh, but before the credits roll uh, is uh, Will Smith visiting the son. The son's name is Armando. Uh, visiting Armando in jail and basically them having a bit of a heart-to-heart and then him being like, basically like they're like i got an opportunity for you to like you know to basically like do some good like you in and he's like i'm in and like it's like okay clearly they want there to be a sequel for this with armando being in it and that's apparently what's going to happen they are they are as you mentioned since the uh since uh bad boys for life did pretty well at the box office they have greenlit a sequel bad boys afterlife oh god <laughs> nobody was going to sit through the uh credits <laughs> That is nope. likely why they had to do it right after. That is true. I did fast forward through the credits just to make it like I love <laughs> Marvel really? movies, but is it is one of the scourge of you know Marvel movies is that now every movie feels like it has like like maybe there's going to be a, a post credit scene if it if it's like this kind of movie at all. Yeah. So I did just to make sure there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to uh, any any closing thoughts or should we? put a rating on this bad boy bad boy for life um uh, god damn it <laughs> sorry it was it was there I had to do it uh i don't think i have any more to say oh what about we didn't even talk about dj khaled being in this movie oh, for some yeah. reason that was in my as, notes as as the butcher the guy the guy in the beginning who like will smith like takes like a hammer to his like hands to try to find out like what the name of the arms dealer is who like sold the bullets it is uh it's it's DJ Khaled and he is credited in the credits as DJ parentheses DJ no sorry he's he's Khaled parentheses DJ Khaled Khaled I was like is that his name <laughs> I could I could Wait, not figure out for you, the life of me is what? his name Khaled Khaled P- potentially his name could be Khaled Khaled at least the the credits for Bad Boys for Life wanted you to think that. Well, if that's not an authoritative source, I don't know what is. Yeah, exactly. I learn everything from the uh, credits for Bad Boys for Life. So yeah, so there, so there is that. He was good. Well. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. It was just, it was just kind of weird to see him there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he didn't. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't bad. Like he wasn't any worse than anything else that was going on in the movie. I think a lot. It does seem like the kind of movie that would have a lot of celebrity cameos, doesn't it? Yes, and it didn't. And it really <laughs> didn't. No. Kind of, yeah, I think uh, DJ Khaled had, has a couple of tracks on the soundtrack, so he wiggled this way. Yeah, that makes it. sense. Oh, speaking of cameos, the other the other cameo, of course, is that at the uh, at the wedding where that takes place right after Mike gets better, 
the wedding of uh, um, Marcus's son and uh, or sorry, daughter and uh, I guess now son-in-law. Um, the wedding MC is played by none other than Michael Bay. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Mike Michael Bay has a brief thing, which you know it was nice in some way, and also seemed really weird. Like it was just like, are fans of Bad Boys like do they know what Michael Bay looks like? Like is are, is someone looking at this being like, oh Michael Bay, man, that's awesome. <laughs> It was a long cameo too. Like I thought he'd have yeah. like one line and be out of there, but well, yeah, yeah. They say so we had this big long thing introducing Uncle Mike. I mean, they they had talked about making this movie all the way back in I think 2012, and then 2000. It kept getting pushed, and the big reason they say is that they couldn't afford both Michael Bay and Will Smith. They're just too expensive to have both of them. So what's interesting. very interesting, you bring that up, Willie, is is watching the, these three movies in the first movie martin lawrence gets top billing right um, he's a star in the second in the second movie they get equal billing they both show up at the same time and in this movie it's will smith and like and i think screen time reflects that like makes sense. if you go back and watch and watch the first movie martin lawrence is actually in the movie a lot more than will smith is um like will smith is gone for a big part of the middle of the movie the second movie is pretty much equal and in this movie like martin lawrence is gone for like a big part of the first half of the movie mm. yeah that's that's definitely true. It's a there's a fair amount more Will Smith in this movie. I mean, yeah. there's a couple actors that when they're in a movie, it does well. Marky Mark, Will Smith, The Rock, Brad Pitt. People just go see their movies. Are you are you casting the next next Expendables movie? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. By the way, I, uh, I I went to DJ Khaled's uh, Wikipedia page, and his real name is indeed Khaled Khaled. Wow. It That's is, such a yeah. good name. Why doesn't he yeah. use that name? He's, he is Khalid Mohammed Khalid oh. is his real name. Okay. Yeah, I agree. That's it's an awesome name. <laughs> All right, let's uh, yeah, let's 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 rate this fucker. Uh, we we uh, I guess out out of five stars. Um, I mean, I, I guess what I would say is like this wasn't a good movie, but it wasn't horrible like it was better in some ways than i was kind of expecting i had pretty low expectations going in if i'm being honest a bad boys movie after all this time i think i'm gonna go right pretty much down the middle and give it a give it a two and a half two and a half stars that that seems reasonable i i'll go next um i had also very low expectations because i did not enjoy the first one so much and i thought this was better first of all second of all I had gone in thinking this is going to be an absolute brainless action movie, which it was. And it was a two hour movie and it felt faster than that. The, 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 the movie like sped along. So those are the, I'll, I'll give it a slightly above average. I'll say it's a three out of five stars for those reasons. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. I was going to give it, I'm giving it a three as well. Um, you know, I was curious to see like this very, like, like, late 90s, early 2000s, Michael Bay format. Like, how does that play in 2020? And the answer is, like, at least in this movie, it kind of plays yeah, because it's it's self-aware enough in a way like the other two movies kind of never were. That, right. Like, it, it would have to be, or it would just fall flat on his face, I think, otherwise. Like, if they if they played that legit, like, it would be ridiculous. Um, but they didn't, so that kind of makes it work a little better. And... Um, yeah, the movie never really dragged for me, um, which is, which I was afraid. I was totally afraid it was going to. 
um, and because the action sequences can get like pretty long and kind of boring after a while. Um, but it did all right. So yeah, I'm I'm going to give it a three as well. All right, not too bad, not too bad. Bad boys for life. Will you? Be in, are you interested in watching the sequel? Let, let's say the sequel comes out sometime in the next couple of years. I mean, at this point, I'm pot committed. I've seen them all. I got to keep going. <laughs> the I mean, the shit, completest speaks. I, I mean, it wasn't until the fifth movie that the, the Fast and Furious ones got really good. Yeah, so you, the best may still be to come. You still like, yeah, you came back to Fast and Furious. You watched Tokyo Drift after the Miami one. Yeah, and you came back for the fourth one after Tokyo Drift. You're yeah, which you're, wasn't you're in, which you wasn't know, that big of a jump in quality either. By the way, if, if you go yeah. back and forth, it's not that good. Oh. You know, if they followed the Fast and the Furious template, and like, especially since you know, as we've mentioned a million times, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are getting old. If they made this more of like the team thing with like the the whole ammo team and all that shit and added some more people it's like i'd maybe be more interested in watching that well i i liked i i flat out liked the huge giant tech guy i mean yeah. I, the, like whenever he was on the screen and there was something going on with him it was like i like this dude like I'll i did watch too him. like they, they reveal in the movie that like he gave up violence because he accidentally killed someone and towards the end, Will Smith is like, dude, I'm going to need you to like hurt some people. And, and he like, goes, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for the therapy. He goes, and he's, he, yeah, he goes, I'll pay for the therapy. And he, and the guy turns and very sincerely is like, I'm going to need it. And like, for some reason, that delivery just cracked me up. It was a good line. I liked it too. It was a good line. I, I really <laughs> liked it. Yeah. It was like so earnest. It was, it was kind of awesome. You yeah. know, that does, that does like bring up the point of what, what this movie is missing that would make it like really good fa- uh, Fast and the Furious movie is it's missing that like heist, heist element. Yes. It's like a good plan. Ab- absolutely. Yep. Yeah. The, these movies, like this, this movie is. We mentioned it a few times, like these guys have no plan whatsoever, and like there's there's nothing that like makes makes them seem clever or anything. It's just like they were kind of in the right place at the right time, and they shot kind of everyone, and that's how they got away with everything. Yeah, and it's like it's fine. Well, to some degree, it would be fine if like that's just the deal. But I feel like they sort of they wanted to make you think at times that they had some kind of plan, like, especially when they were all in the team and it was just like, but they obviously don't like, they're obviously just going to, it's just going to become this horrible shootout. Like, like it's going to go wrong every time. And right. it's kind of, you know, that kind of gets a little old to watch. Maybe, yeah, so, totally. yeah, maybe, next, maybe next one. That's right. That's right. All right. So a couple other things that, uh, that we could talk about a little bit. Um, so, do you guys watch? Are are you guys like musical theater dudes at all? Uh, I know Paul is far more than I am. I will say I'm getting into it more because my daughter, I know where this is going, is a gigantic Hamilton fan. Yeah, so this is where you know. So they recently announced right that that Hamilton, like the movie version of Hamilton, which is basically a filmed live performance with the original cast, or I think it's like maybe cut together from three performances, but it's going to be on Disney Plus. Um, I think what like uh, July Fourth weekend, I believe somewhere somewhere around yeah. there. Um, and so yeah, I was just curious as to whether that is something you guys are interested in or not so much or what. Uh, we're doing a fucking podflex about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Uh, uh, yeah, forced to be, I, but yes. I'm very excited. I've 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 seen the Broadway show three times, um, so I'm pretty pumped for it to 
for it to come out. Do you know anything about no, the awesome. format of this, Paul? Or is it just a recording of the Broadway show, or is it more? Yeah, they they staged the show three times and with like, no with, with with no audience with no audience. It was yeah. it was filmed for this. And they're basically like, we're going to do something with this. We don't know what. And you're basically getting the show pretty straight up. Um, um, they kind of said that it's like nothing that you wouldn't get if you didn't go. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. My kid's pretty excited. How many times have you seen it, Paul? The show? Uh, uh, I saw it three times. Hmm. Nish, have, um, you, have you gotten a chance to see it? Or I have not. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, I've never seen it. I w- I would like to see it very much. Um, yeah, no. I'm I'm a big musical theater person. Like I, I you know, I I grew up watching a lot of stuff. I, you know, I. I feel bad saying this. I'm probably not the only person who felt this way, but I feel like there was such a swell towards Hamilton that like, I kind of consciously like stayed away from it a little bit. It wasn't that I thought it was bad. Um, far from it. Like, I know, you know, I, I think Lynn Lin- Manuel Miranda is awesome, but, um, I it just felt like it was like, it's hard for me to get into this. Also, like, I felt like so many people were like listening to the, the music and like, that's not something I can really do. Like, like, it's hard for me to listen to like cast recordings of musical theater when I've never seen yeah. the, the actual show. Like when I don't have a visual to connect to like, Oh, this is what's happening during this scene or this is what is going on. Like that kind of thing. Um, as you guys probably remember, we had friends uh, when we were in high school who, uh, when we were in high school, uh, junior, senior year, rent came out and uh, our friends had the rent soundtrack and it was just like Enough. you got in their car and it was nothing but the rent soundtrack for like months and months and months and months and months and months and it's like i got so fucking sick of that show and that was the thing it's like i'd never seen it and i probably would have gotten sick of it anyway but um but you know i'd never seen it and so like that was the worst part was that it's like i was just hearing these disembodied songs and it's just like you know and rent especially i think is a show that like some of those songs rely so much on whatever the hell is going on in that scene. Like people are talking at each other very quickly and it's like, you can't tell what the fuck is going on when it's just a cast recording and you have no idea who these people are. So there was a little bit of that. That being said, like, you know, when I've, I've, I've like definitely gotten more into uh, like Hamilton recently, like the, uh, you know, the, the zoom thing that John Krasinski did with the Hamilton cast was awesome. I mean, that was really cute. Um, and it made me want to, you know, really look forward to seeing the show uh, when, you know, when it comes out on Disney Plus. So, so yeah, fuck, we'll do, we'll do a show about it. I'm up for that. Speaking of, yeah. of the Krasinski show, did you hear that it sold to Viacom and it's going to be on TV and people are pretty up in arms about it? Understandably. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly what he was. I mean, I, I have a theory about, you know, probably why he did that, uh, you know, besides the whole dump truck of money kind of thing um, is, you know, probably like, I don't know. He set a pretty fucking high bar for himself. It must have been really tiring to put those shows together every week and be like, fuck, like what big cameo am I going to get this week? And like, right. how am I going to make this one like be like huge and all that kind of like I would want to kind of get out from that after a while, right. you know, but but I do understand. I mean, the whole idea is kind of like some good news and it had this kind of DIY feel to it, even though it's a DIY by a, you know, super famous celebrity. Um, and so the idea that it would just be sold to some corporation and just become a thing is kind of like, that doesn't really seem like it fits the ethos of, of that show at all. So yeah. And I, I get why people would be up in arms about it. I don't know, man. Just like Ed my Ray. old, my old college buddy, John, <laughs> just editing. Wait, did he, you go to school with him? I did. Yes, I went. Uh, we were we were the same year. Um, I I 
met him kind of like, I mean, meaning like I knew people who he knew and we were at parties together, but we never really knew. Each Man, other. We're, we're circulating. He, he and I had the same trainer for a while too. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, the guy that trained him for, um, the Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought, but I would have met, Oh, I was going to say is like just editing a podcast is kind of like was a fair amount of work back in the day. I could not imagine how much work editing like a show like that would, take yes yeah absolutely yeah and i mean you know it looked pretty good and like it, it, yeah so yeah i, I get it. It, it it was i i was kind of like eh, when i heard it though that it had been sold to viacom but so be it so much for some good news <laughs> uh anything anything else that we would want to talk about today i I, I guess really quickly, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, and I don't want to end on a downer uh, necessarily. But um, you know, Fred Willard died recently, and it was like you know people die, and you know it seems like more people we know, like celebrities or you know pseudo celebrities, die all the time as we get older. But this one kind of hit me, you know, it made me very sad. I feel like Fred Fred Willard was someone who I could always count on to make me laugh, whatever movie he came in, um, and so you know I was just wanted to ask really quickly if you guys had any like are there any like things that fred willard is in specifically that like come to mind yeah, when you think of him good question i was gonna ask like what are the one or two aside from we, we all know best in show right but what yeah are, i mean best in best in show is the obvious one that right. i was gonna but say is there, is there yeah. another role that stands out for you for me it's um the grandfather in a modern family like he's yeah. perfectly cast to be filled up yeah, yeah. in that show yeah, ab- absolutely. I feel like that that fits really well. Um, I feel like another like I don't remember it very well, but um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, they, they would always have those old fucking shows on Nick at Night, and one of the shows they would always have on Nick at Night when we were growing up was Fernwood Tonight, which was like basically this seminal kind of fake talk show hmm. uh, that that they used to have and it was and it was Martin Mall and Fred Willard were the two guys it's a Canadian uh, show, I, show I I would guess I don't remember if it was Canadian I always think of it the same way that I think of SCTV because yeah. they were on at the same like they were all on like probably back to back I think at Nick and Knight but I don't know if Fernwood tonight was actually Canadian or not um but yeah I, I always think Canadian when I think of it but but that I remember that being funny even though I have no specific things that I can remember and I was probably too young for it too uh the other thing I would say is um do you guys do you guys ever watch uh Tim and Eric no nope no so on so this is like on uh, Adult Swim this is basically Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim and it's you know absurdist comedy and uh there was a fake ad that they did called Trag's Trough uh, where he played this guy, Fred Willard played this guy named Trag, and his whole thing was basically like, uh, you know, he, he he was doing like a cooking show where he was preparing like cooking, and it mainly consisted of taking this like beautifully cooked dinner and putting everything in a blender and blending it, and then adding some brown slop, and then putting it all <laughs> in a big trough for people to eat, uh, which is, you know, which sounds kind of funny, and then it's, you know, it's him doing it, and he just has these ridiculous non sequiturs when he's talking Uh about stuff and it's yeah it's just you know two minutes of fred willard gold what made him great i think is he always delivered the lines that were absolutely ridiculous very seriously yes exactly he he had like his one 
like persona that he could do little riffs on pretty easily. Like basically like the clueless buffoon yeah. who thinks he's like, who thinks he knows exactly what he's talking about, but who clearly does not. Right. Um, and he, and he was just such an expert at it. Sounds like a character I played on the first 146 episodes of Podflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Thank you. Thank you.